What's good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 18 of the Art Meets Culture podcast. I'm your host, Ade Sanusi. Hope you guys are all well. It's another beautiful day today. Um, sun is out, sun is blazing. You know what I mean? We're loving that. You know what I mean? Life is good when the sun is out and it's low-key a little bit hot. You know what I mean? But we enjoy that weather. Um, hope you guys had a fantastic weekend thank you so much for supporting the podcast Um, thank you so much for your shares um, your feedback your positive um, your positive feedback Um, you know great to hear that you know the podcast is inspiring you know not only artists um, also you know photographers um, you know people on a day-to-day who are trying to you know make sure they've got something occupied um, going you know what I mean? So that, you know, they turn to the podcast to listen, to hear the stories of artists and to buy into what the artist is doing. Um, you know us as a platform, you know, we, we definitely don't want to do anything cliche for you. We definitely don't want to do the typical things that's going on the internet. We try to always, you know, look to do something different. You know what I mean? And thank you for, you know, seeing that and appreciating that, you know. So I salute you all for the support, um, for the feedback, for the DMs, for the likes for the shares for everything do you know what i mean so salute to you guys all you know what i mean um we're all gonna get come out of this stronger and more powerful um so you know keep on being positive and keep um locking in and getting your art out there and getting your creative juices going from it um so today you know we're joined by the artist um resistant it goes by the name of art by resistant on instagram samir you know he's a a, a top gentleman who um i got onto the platform uh, i believe two no wow four four three years ago and um he's just been an artist who's you know always been looking to find himself um through his art um you know expressing his love for you know black culture 90s era 2000s era um you know he's someone who looks at our culture as as you know something as a you know a freedom space and he looks looks at it as an inspirational piece as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, I I go into you know conversations with him about you know his Bengali culture. You know um, how comes they're not you know as open minded as um, many should be um, in terms of their younger generation. You know looking to being other event other um, avenues as in creative industries. You know maybe music, art, fashion. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's shied away from because you know it's some people the the, the culture them sees it as you know it's not guaranteed to make you some financial um, gain or financial income. Um, you know we've had that you know as you know as Africans as well as Nigerians, Ghanaians, or wherever you're from in black culture, it's like oh this ain't gonna make you enough money. This ain't the the wave for you. You know, but we've pushed on. We've managed to overcome and showcase that this is actually a viable um, situation for us to make some financial gain, and we actually know how to make these tangible businesses happen. So, um, you know, he's looking to push that narrative. You know, it went from this conversation went from you know talking about art to now talking about everything as a whole: motivation, mindset, um, belief integrity everything and um you know i knew i i I was able to pull that out of him because you know like i said you know i'm looking at this thing now this is more than our art um for instance you know i mean where we are pushing art as well but it's more than that it's more than um what we do it's more than the paintbrushes about us us as humans as well and what we're doing to push um 
bigger stories, stuff that's bigger than us, do you know what I mean, to the forefront. And I believe we're doing that, you know what I mean? And Samir, um, you know, he's doing that very well. He's pushing the narrative and he's like, you know, almost, I want to say a sacrifice, but also someone who's, um, you know, learning through it and then showcasing through it. And he's going to inspire many, many Bengali kids um, coming up who wants to go, you know, turn left rather than turn the right way of doing stuff based on their parents and stuff like that. But, you know, he's a man who's respectful to his culture and he understands that, but he also wants to push the narrative. So I salute you, brother. You're doing phenomenal things. You're going to continue to do great things. So um, before anything, um, please share this episode. Please like this episode. Please comment. Um, subscribe to iTunes. Subscribe to Spotify. Uh, subscribe to SoundCloud. Um, I'm looking to be on Google Play pretty soon. I'm going to sort of set the app right now, so I should be on there soon. So anybody who wants to listen to Google Play, um, we're going to be on there ASAP. Um, so um, yeah, love to all. You know, Samir's a man who puts his money where he's artish. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, this is the Art Meets Culture podcast. We put our money where our art is. Let's go. <laughs> How are you anyway, man? Perfect, perfect. You know what? Um, it's it's a strange period, man. Like where we are at in like this life, I guess. Yeah. This whole quarantine and stuff. So honestly, I'm just trying to push forward for my current circumstance mm-hmm. and just think better and take. It's like trying to have the balance between not burning myself out. Yeah. And, you know, taking each day as it comes. So mm-hmm. set my goals. Not kill myself if I don't achieve it, but at the same time, have that healthy balance. So it's yeah, the good outweighs the bad. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying in a nutshell. No, no, you got phenomenal mindset, which is lit. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't think you know you'll probably burn yourself out. I think it's just aligning the thoughts um, appropriately so you can execute well. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, it's been a minute. I've been hounding you <laughs> for no, a while. No, no, you know what? Like I pre- definitely appreciate the invite. Like I know we've been talking about this since what last December. I think. Yeah, like, it's just always been on my mind. I can't wait till this day comes. Yes, and, yes, you yes, know, yes. So, so good. Yeah. So introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are, what you do. Yeah. So I go by the name of Resistant. Resistant. You know, I'm a visual artist. I tend to not get a lot of people ask me why my name Resistant is. So the name, if I just quickly break it down, Resistant mm-hmm. is a reminder. I used to see it as a statement, but it's a reminder to you know. Never let the world's problems drown us. I just see it as like a waterproof watch, you know. Yeah. As it as the watch just goes down, down, down. There's only so much it can take, but within that, you know, gap that from the moment it goes down, it just don't let that amount of water or just life problems just don't mm-hmm. let it, you know, drown you. Always stay afloat. So That's yeah, cool. and um, what I do, I'm a visual artist. You know, I use a lot of mediums, but um, I guess my style and what i stand for in my art is my identity that's the key word identity and just that showing my perspective because i feel like me being bengali i don't know one bengali artist like that's doing what i do i know there's a few artists out there which i rate it's just like there's no bar set for me like boom i want to be like that or so my inspiration just comes from the furthest thing from like not even my culture so it's just like being inspired by you know the hip hop culture, hip hop scene, man, it's just 
there's so much to say and I don't want to give mm. all my answers in this question so. yeah 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 because you know it's just one of those ones you're, you're speaking from a passionate space yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know knowing you through the years I definitely you know see why and how you're inspired by you know culture as a whole mm. um you know you mentioned that you're Bengali and you know you haven't seen anybody who looks like you or from where you're from in in, in a scene like this mm. um why is that? You know, I mean, I always wonder because um, I know a couple of like, young um, Bengali uh, guys and I always ask them, like, yeah, why are there more creatives <laughs> in the scene like you, man? Or, you know, why aren't you guys pursuing other things that, you know, that's in the mainstream? Is that, um, you know, uh, an old school way of thinking that's still embedded in your culture? Or how, how, is, how is that, you know, for you? I'm so, so glad you asked us. I yes. feel like finally, <laughs> once people hear this, yes, like, yes, I yes. hope it clicks to people. So realistically, man, like, just I'm trying to figure out how I can thread this. In a nutshell, creatively people, like Bengali people, I know just from seeing and experience, people are just scared to take risks mm. in terms of like, because it's that generational curse, man. Go school, get education, stick to a job for four years. Yeah. Now that job has to be, you know, one of my mentors says like, you know, he, he has to be a lawyer, he has to be a doctor, or he has to be a mistake. Like it's out of one of those three, isn't it? So <laughs> where did the just, mistake part come from? <laughs> I don't even know, but you know, that's that's it's it's, it's crazy, it's a long story. But mm. honestly, it's just I feel like personally, the um, Bengali people, there might be people out there that just don't, you know, we're not seeing it as such. There might be yeah. people out there, but from what we can see, it's like where I'm trying to take my art, I don't, there's no blueprint, there's no, you know, like you said, people like myself doing it. And I'll tell you this, and this is going to, what I say might sound off topic at times, but everything links, I promise you that. So, no, me, when it, I bro. was young, when I was young, like, as a guy, you know, most of us wanted to be a football player. So, that's, yeah, that, that was my, I was that 10 years old, I made my choice that, boom, I want to be a football player. This, that, I used to go train at a, well, stuck at um a school that had like a football academy or whatever so yeah it was where my nan used to live and i used to like travel there but only when my mom would allow me like i would have to go with the car this is me 10 years old and the distance was like a 20 minute walking distance or something so always by a car and then i could only attend the football club football clubs uh, or match training wherever um not consistently so there was a point where I was good at what I was doing. And then the coach was like saying, Sam, I need you to come. I don't know where it was, Butlins or, you know, one of those like regional events um, where yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah, go yeah. through. And I was like, I wish I could come. I just know my mom won't let me. And I say that to say, um, one of my Bengali friends, I want to put them on blast, but it's like, they said, I must have said something. I must have come across so passionate about, you know, football. And they said, Sam, to be honest, man, you don't see no Bengali people in the Premier League. And I swear to God, from that instant, my heart dropped. My love for football dropped. I just never watched a uh, match of the day, let alone a 90 minute. You know, for me, it's like when I hear that, it's like it's heartbreaking because it's just like... Definitely. I ain't like one of my guys... Um, oh, how do I forget his name? It's so bad. It's so bad. But um, some youngster that I spoke to, it was years ago, that's why. He was mm. like super talented, but he always used to say... I ain't going to pursue this probably no more. I'm like, why? You know, parents and stuff like that. I'm like, uh, it's really like, there's not even a, a parent out there to be like, you know what, go do what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? And hopefully it will change soon. Cause you know, me as a Nigerian 
and you know mm. Nigerian African culture, it was sort of the same, where it was just like you either lawyer or a doctor, and that's mm. that. The creative side of everything was never it's a the thing, last thing, you know what I mean? That, that, but mm. I think it started to change over time, and it's, it probably will change for your culture is when they start seeing the money aspect. Exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like even yeah, I think the financials um, for them is the guarantee of okay, he's actually making money from this. Let's back him. Mm, that's the, honestly, that's, that's the social proof that's needed. That's the, it's like, I, I, this is the craziest thing though. Like, it's, I'm not going to make it as a generic thing, but if people can relate, then they can relate. Mm. But I feel like parents in, like my parents, they came from this era where, boom, you have to get married by a certain age and you know, raise a family. And yeah. then there was, I don't think they had a time where they could even under, get to know themselves. What is it that they want to pursue? What is mm-hmm. it that they want to, you know, do in their life rather than just having family for the sake of, you know, people saying you have to have one. And then I feel like their expectations of what they couldn't achieve or what they couldn't do is just, they make it seem like everything is just like dependent, like everything's just, it's like us, that we have to be the ones that, you know, go through what they didn't go through in a sense. Yeah. But yeah, that's, it's, yeah, man. I, I kind of forgot what the question was. No, it was just pretty much, it's just seeing, you know, how Bangudi culture is, you know, not open to, you know, their, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. their mm. range of creatives, you know what I mean? The range of artists who can probably change the game or even open out an, a different sort of, you know, industry for your culture. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, mm. it's, it's almost like you can say it's never been seen before. I mean, you probably have a few here and there, but, Mm. anybody talking from this angle, do you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, cool, mm. we're here too. <laughs> and we want, we want our, our message, you know, um, you know, spoken of as well. Facts, 100%. Like, that's why I'm tapping into it. It took me uh, such a long time because I started taking art seriously in 2013, this time mm. around April, May. Mm. And what happened was, like, from there to now, it took me, like, six years just to realise what direction do I want to take because I was creating so much different art in different styles but yeah. me personally, I didn't feel like my style stood up because, you know, there's two types of designers. One, when you look at a poster, you just don't know who did it, but it was a designer. But mm. when you look at someone else, like, you know, you know who Aaron Kai is? Yeah. Artist. Oh, so, you know, perfect. Yeah. When you look at his work, you know, anywhere around the world, if you see it, boom, that's done by Aaron Kai. Yeah. And I feel like, me personally, I want to create a style. Even right now, I feel like my style might not be distinctive as such, but I know people like, you know, Tom Fitch, you know, shout out my bro. He says, mm, like, I have it, but me personally i don't see but i do what i do see is a thread of work like everything mm-hmm. a body of work i see you know resonate and that's what i'm satisfied with right now and i just want to keep going so yeah mm. now definitely you picked a dope artist in aaron kai because he's just like full of color Trust. everything's just like so distinctive his storytelling is amazing in terms of how mm. what he does visually do you know what i mean and you know you as well as an artist what i've seen over the years it's just like you're seeing i wouldn't even say you have like a uh a locked style because i want to mm. limit you i think you definitely tell stories well and you speak about what you love do you know what i mean from you know your collection of you know like different films that you had in one um art piece where you had the keenan and kells everything everything nice. showcase what you yeah. loved do you know what i mean so, um what is it about the 90s era that just you know inspires you as an artist because it's just like you resonate with that era so 
strongly. Do you know what I mean? And it's like something that an an error that we'll never get again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? From the shows we had, from you know the way it was embracing black culture, then you know urban culture. Um, what was it about that whole entire um, era that you know that draws inspiration to your art? Can't let I'm so gassed you asked me this question <laughs> because I never get asked these, and it's like. Well, to start off, this is what I mean by why Bengali people don't pursue creative path. Or me personally, everything from the nineties era, like you mentioned, it is. Yeah, I, I luckily I have the poster right in front of me. There's nothing I can see that is outside from black culture. So yeah. first and foremost, like I want to give up my utmost respect to your culture. Like if it wasn't for you guys, mm. and even like so much into it. Like when I was in school, um, I was never taught about Black History Month or even black history. Yes. And I had to do my own research and I came across it on a show that smart guy. Like, mm-hmm. You know, there was a moment where, you know, I think TJ Henderson or his father, um, I forgot his real name, but on set with um, Floyd Henderson. So he was showing how, you know, the people like the Marcus Garvey, the Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Although, like in school, I was never taught about, you know, black empowerment, never taught about, this is what I love about black culture. It's like, you guys are transparent about your, issues how you overcome them what you're going through and it's like there's nothing hidden mm. so i just um i resonate with it so much so smart guy just for you know just one of the many things that i've been on the poster is that that show was based on a single family um household like an african household and it's like yeah, how single did they dad even, I'm, single dad, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm even clocking on to like the whole entire show that that you remind me it was a single mm. dad and even now, we don't really get shows about that single power. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, right. The dad was actually looking after three kids. You know what I'm saying? It's like, in his mix as well. Even like, mm. uh, what's that show? One on one as well. Have I saw? I can't even. You're going to catch me off guard on a few things. I tell you, I, I, I say all that to say, you know, smart guy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I watched it. I was like, what? Seven years old or something when it was shown in Disney like, back in the 90s. Mm. I'm not going to lie. To me, it looked outdated back then. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I can't resonate with that. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard to a cartoon network or something. But mm. then as time went by, I remember back in 2012 or realistically 2014 is when every, everything kicked in. And that's when I started the poster. So I came across the program and it's like, wow, it doesn't seem outdated. Mm. But more importantly, I'm resonating with each episode. Yeah. Every episode was entertaining and had the moral behind the story. And mm. it's just like, man, I was just so locked into it. And I came across so many things that I didn't watch in the 90s. Like this going to sound controversial, but I'll be honest, man. This is, I wish people watched the show and see it for where it is, the Cosby show. Like yeah. that right there, man, I can't. I'm, I'm going to, so d- despite uh, Mr. Cosby's mm. nonsense. At uh, this let's point, see it as Cliff Huxtable. I just see it as, but yeah, I know, yeah. What, I know what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to definitely check it out because I'm going to do a rewatch of that because what I've done a rewatch of is like Fresh Prince is mm. one um that i always go to like i don't even know why i can't that's the go-to bro like, it, it's just it's not it's it despite how old it is it's just like i'm watching it, it's just still funny to this day do you know what i mean me. um you know all these things they always have uh a great message with mm. all of them and it's not like oh don't do drugs and that's that they they bring a humor to it on why you shouldn't do drugs, you know, from that Carlton episode when he was doing speed or whatever he was doing. Mm. Um, but you know, you get those things and those things kind of lock into your head, you know what I mean? And I think definitely TV shows are missing that these days. 
it's such a like it's, it's we're in this reality what's the saying the reality yeah the reality tv world TV, that yes, it's just like it's it, it feeds people it's microwave it's mm. like how we have that microwave music it's only mm. here for a minute and gone like that's why i showed that fresh prince of earlier you know smart guy um what else can i see saved by the bill if anything um a lot of the nightly shows are timeless pieces that you can watch now and it still feels good like i'm, I'm right now right, this is more in the 2000s but Mm. show that my wife and kids like I still crack up to you know the jokes that said and it's still it's comforting and it's just like there's I don't know there's some element into it like you said that is just not going to be you can't rub it away like you no. can't take it away you can't man these, these, those are iconic shows and you know there's like Instagram pages dedicated to trust me the no. era and it's just like yo this is the era that that I'm so grateful that I've lived through. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. this era now is cool and all digital age and stuff like that. But mm. the, right now, like this lockdown is feeling cool to the 90s kids or the people who grew up on the 90s. Yeah, like, we, just sat, we just sat at home, came home from school and started watching these shows and just getting entertained, creatively engaged. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it was just lit, man. It was just lit. So, you know, we're grateful to like, you know, see that time. Definitely, like it's. I, I see people on Instagram live that's literally just playing their Nintendos. I'm like, right, I don't have one, but I just, I, I get the itch for that nostalgia. Yeah, 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 and I, I, I love it, man. And it's like, you know, it's great to see that you know you're you're showcasing or paying homage rather um, mm. to it, you know, through your work. And you know, anybody who can draw something um, nostalgic, but also make it feel current, you know, I, I completely love so you know. Good on you for that one, bro. Appreciate it. I yeah. think I, I didn't, I didn't like just tap into the reason why I created it. Like at mm. first, when I created the nineties kids on poster, I kind of felt like, right, what's people, what's, what are people gonna like? But then some part of me told me, like, nah, what do I like? What did yeah. I grow up? So the initial nineties kid, and I've already started on the early two, not early, but as in the two thousands era poster. It's mm. like, what can I resonate with? And then the project yeah. title I'm working on is, I grew up like so. When people see mm. everything, everything's gonna makes sense hmm. well what's great about that is because you've tapped into yourself and known what you like you gotta understand we didn't have like you know instagram to tell us oh fresh prince is here or oh, there's trailer for this or trailer for that it was like you knew or you didn't know so the fact that you know you can just put a title on there like a keenan and kel or a fresh prince and you put it on paper you know so many people are going to resonate with that because it impacted so many lives and we weren't even told to watch these things do you know what i mean we took the shows in you know and brought it to our homes you know they, they became our extended family members all these shows 100 percent. that's that's what it is like there's something tupac said and i kind of like it just hit home man like for me um being from a single mother family it's like single parent family it's like tupac said he used to, like, when he was a kid, he would watch these family shows all because he just wanted to feel that, that mm -hmm. void, just to yeah. feel that void of not having a family. But so when he would watch it, he would have that same excitement, that same feeling of having a full family. And it's mm -hmm. just people around the world could resonate with yeah. um, that. Oh, 100%. Also, you did a, I see a collection that you, you know, you did back then um, that featured, you know, your Skeps, Wileys, Tinies, Dizzies and Wretch. Oh, yeah. mm. um, you know, what, and you did it all in pencil, you know, why that medium, you know, why these artists, like what, what kicked that off for you? 
if I can remember as early, so initially, even then, that was, I created that piece, Tiny Temper 2013, like mm. I think just around November times. I, you know, Kelvin Okafor, the mm. super realist, um, hyper realist artist, he drew um, Naomi Campbell as a yes. recent. Yes, 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 yes. Like, uh, you know, these dons who do these pencil drawings that just. <laughs> Like so, uh, like mate, it's like they'll be sketching, 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 just to get certain shades. Because um, I was going to make him artist of the day once, that's why I just reminded of him. Um, but yeah, it's just mad. It's crazy, bro. So crazy. He's definitely someone that set the bar high. Like mm. I don't know who came before him, but he's definitely. But just to touch up on the point, it's a. So I always, even when I started earlier, I always made sure I had concepts on my art. So. The concept for having these artists, I remember this is every, like something Wiley said back in. You remember when we had Ustream? Yeah. On Twitter, Wiley was so upset. He like UK wasn't collaborating. There was only like one one person can be like number one. They can only there was only like a limited amount. Whereas you see these days, music every you know person from every area is hitting you know the charts number one uh, top ten at least every yeah. other week. Mm. And it's just like Wiley was so upset. He said, "Man, you know if." I'll go to my grave upset if I don't see, you know, the likes of Devlin. Why can't Devlin, you know, make a feature with um, Phaser? Why can't, you know, Tinchi make a track with um, Skepta? And he was just yeah. going on and on. He was just upset. And I thought, you know, the initial... So if you remember how the artists were just standing, obviously I didn't like, add their poem um, body. Mm. So it was just... The initial concept was... The title was called, called A Room With No Eagles. Mm. So it's just like everyone can stand with each other they have their own accomplishments. They don't have to, you know, hate on the next one. Like mm. each one of them is individually, individually, you know, unique and they bring something to the table. So that was a concept of that. And just why I chose the medium, definitely inspired by, you know, I wanted to challenge, I wanted to challenge myself because I think I was just so working on abstract at the time. So I thought, let me do pencil. I, I love portraits. Yeah. And I think pencil is just uh, it's the what's the word I'm looking for? It's the go-to. It's like it was just something. Maybe I even to this day, I just thought I, I can't see myself using something else mm. for using that message. That message was bold. So if I did it on a marker pen, I don't know. It just something. Something in me that just said, you know, it's just gonna be best if I use pencil. Yeah, and I like that. You know, I mean, a lot of people love the color here and there to express that, but there's something, mm. you know, you can do in with pencil, like a black and white image can just, it, it gives off its own emotion. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And everything else, the colors are made up in your head. You can actually just see whatever you can make it up on, you know what I mean? So um, great medium, you know, that you chose in terms of like texture to use, which is pencil. That's an amazing point that you actually brought up. Like, mm we as artists, we see something differently. Like we, we perceive stuff, like you said, with colors or just stories. We, we do all of that internally and then mm. externally how we um, put it out. It's just, yeah, like you mentioned, it's like we hope that the message comes across how we're feeling through that uh, medium. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so years roll on, you know what I mean? And then, you know, we cross paths and then, you know, you, you come on Art Meets Music and you showcase some phenomenal pieces, you know what I mean? Um, how, what's your, what was your experience like, you know, coming off Instagram and actually, you know, getting people to see the work in person um, with an audience? 
I just felt like me personally, like it was just a long time waiting. Like I just didn't know who to reach out to. Mm. I, I knew like, I put it like this, like I saw, um, I remember seeing Chris Brown have like exhibitions and I thought you just had to be someone that's known that can only have exhibitions. Yeah. And I thought, man, you know, I've got to wait a couple more decades for that then. But um, when I, like, the, it's one thing, you know, getting a reaction from people over Instagram or just social media itself. But then when you're outside in the real world and people yeah. come tell you like, wow, like, I had people tell me like they resonated with the 90s poster, mm. amazing on like the tiny temple pieces and stuff. And it's just, it felt good, yes, getting compliments, but more so it just, deep inside as an artist, you think, wow, people yeah. can not only just resonate, like they, a talent, like there's the difference between having a talent and a purpose. Mm. I just, just, just came up with that right now. There's a different, like me personally, I don't even think that I'm talented. I just say that to say I've, what um why people might say i'm telling it is because i let the enthusiasm and just the all right, cool, just the enthusiasm as, as itself i let that override you know my failures because when i start art piece i tell you this even when i was young it would take me seven attempts just to get started on the for it to get good mm. so that, that's the side people don't see so it's just like seeing people in exhibitions just that energy like you tend to find even more so like you have more in common with people and you just grow a network of people that you know yeah. you stay in touch with and you never know who might be able to help oh, you know, for sure. one another. For sure, for sure. You know, um, you know, it's even fantastic to have you on the platform, you know, that you've showcased this, you know, and been able to connect with phenomenal artists, you know, and being a part of a, a growing scene. Do you know mm. what I mean? And that's like enabled you to do more stuff. Do you know what I mean? Even pushing onto your like your um your solo exhibition that you did. Um I even forgot that place. Same place. <laughs> no, no, bro. This is the same place that where I got inspired for a whole project that you had your art mixed music. I can't remember who the artist. I think it was funny tummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, yeah, we yeah, we did the solo. I'm trying I'm literally trying to remember that venue. Republic Gallery. That, that's yeah, what it was that's called. It. it was Republic Gallery, phenomenal space. Near my ends, um, and I was just like yeah, sorry, cut you off. Sorry, cut you off. No, no, it's cool. It's like, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, you, you came down and, you know, for us, that was like a, a big move because, you know, it was funny, Tommy, you know, we know him and his impact in the scene and the culture. Mm. Um, you know, we were blessed enough to do a solo exhibition for him, do you know what I mean? But it was an opportunity for, you know, artists like yourselves even to come down and just seeing, seeing what it is because he, you know, did his stuff on like Akira, and, and all that anime stuff, you know, yeah, so I definitely yeah. 100%, you know, probably your mind was thinking, oh, instead of the Akira video, that could be some 90s montage there, or it could have been, you know, all that stuff there. So I definitely can see, you know, how your mind worked for that, you know what I mean? And, you know, it led to your solo exhibition. How was that for you? Do you know what I mean? Putting, you know, getting to showcase your collection and your art. The whole process was amazing. It was a trial and error process, to be honest. It was mm. just like, like initially I was inspired to create a community project that I'm working on, which is called We Grew Up In. You've definitely seen it about, you know, the uh, um, video. You did with, is it, is, yeah, 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 the video they were the youngest self and everything. Yeah, exactly that. And even yeah. like the drawings, there was like, uh, if you go on my Instagram page, you'll see where there's like guys in yeah. different eras, mm -hmm. but more so, um, yeah, just I, I never thought I'd do certain things by myself, like picture I um pitch a exhibition idea proposal. I never knew these words existed. Like I didn't know where it was. So I yeah. found myself reaching out to, you know, 
the people in charge, I can't even remember what the title is, but, you know, shout out to them for allowing me to, you know, exhibit. And then yeah. more so the era in, like, all right, cool, let me give the good before the bad. So the good thing is, yes, I, I was fortunate and blessed enough to be able to exhibit my work. And, you know, at the time, you know, when you have your first, ex- you know this as a host, like, you know this mm-hmm. as like a creator, you know, you're going to have an expectation of how many people come through, you know, event yeah. right and then that's the turnout the sometimes. Yeah, that's the anxiety point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to wear like three hats as an artist, mm-hmm. as an expector of like a curator. And then yep. but I definitely had help from, you know, left, right and center. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say that to say, you know, my expectations of how many people got the tickets but never showed up, that kind of hit me. Like I couldn't get that off my mind mm-hmm. whilst being at the exhibition. And then I had an elder from, you know, the estate that told me, Sam, even if you had one person come through, mm-hmm. that's a success. Bro, I'm that's telling you. And it's like those things, those, those are the sort of pills you swallow through at mm. each event where it's just like, raw, like so many people registered, but only so many people showed up. Like to me, every event that I've done is a success. And Definitely. the reason why my, mind, my mindset is on that is because we, we, we did the plan. We pushed, we pushed, we pushed. And we learn from it. So it's a success. Do you know what I mean? So you even doing it and having 20 plus people, to me, that's success in itself. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, um, maybe obviously we want the best things. And I think that's that's a testament to your ambition that you want loads of people feeling Mm -hmm. your shit. Do you know what I mean? And when it doesn't happen the way your mind is saying, it, it may feel a little bit disheartening. But I think what you've done is you've executed something well, especially wearing several hats. So you've done that real well as an artist. Appreciate it, man. So much like sometimes that like, me being myself, like I'm so harsh on myself for not achieving X, Y, and Z, but mm-hmm. there's so much pressure outside of art, like just the real life, real world stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it's just, it's amazing. It just builds you as, there's, there's a saying by like the friends that I have these days, we have a saying where like, Every yes, you know, is like amazing. But every no that you get builds you as a character. So oh, for sure, you know what I'm saying like, sure. that's every aspect of the world people can mm. take. One hundred percent. And I think you know, I think the nose make you Teflon. Do you know what I mean? The nose gives, gives you that that strength within because it's just like imagine just hearing yes all the time. It's like what <laughs> what, what are you not building me towards? <laughs> so to hear the nose makes you step up even harder and put you in in a in a mental position where you're just like you know what I'm gonna have to I have to know this I have to know how to run an event I have to know how to promote and you've acquired these skills so now you've enabled yourself to become a creator. Do you know what I mean for your next shows? And you know exactly what you're going to do next. But then after that, when you're looking for people to assist you, you definitely know exactly what you need and what and how you need it. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. It goes back to something I watched from Nipsey also. Is like when he was recording in his early stages of I think dropping mixtapes, he was like, the word self-sufficient was just so much tapped into his mind that he couldn't rely on the next man to you know yeah. um, engineer his music. So it's like. He had to know that skill set. So when that engineer or an engineer wasn't available, what was he going to do? Just wait. So mm. it's like, you have to know to do these things. It's not that sad. It's, just, it's an amazing feeling when mm. you accomplish it and the process as well. Mm. It's just, sometimes you expect to have a team. Yeah. Because that's all we see, all that we've seen growing up, you know, um, superstars having entourages, mm. working for them. 
And it's just yeah. like, this is the era where you see J. Cole, even the likes of J. Cole, you know, you, there's people, creatives out there that don't even tell you, but they mix, master, record, mm -hmm. do the artwork themselves. And I have to shout out Manga from, you know, um, St. Hillier. You know, he, he's definitely someone that shows me, like, I, I could never tell he, he does his own artwork. Mm. Uh, he, I think, engineers his own songs as well, but mm. it's definitely, like, inspiring to see. Yeah, no, phenomenal. And it's, I think that's, like, a phenomenal statement that you just made. Um, there's loads of creatives who do every single thing themselves. Do you know what I mean? And it's not a bad thing. I think the, the, I think the same Jack of all trades, master of none, has yeah, fucked yeah, the people yeah. a little bit because it's like, right, if I do everything... I'm a jack of all trades, but mm. we're in an era where we can do a lot. Do you know what I mean? And execute a lot. Like I do this podcast, um, edit, put yeah. out. Um, yes, I, I, I used to do the artwork myself, but I was like, I want something different. So, you know, I've, I partnered with one of my friends, one of my best friends to do that. Um, same thing with the shows, social media, event, promotion, I'm at the point where I might even host it myself one day. Do you know what I mean? But it's just like knowing that you can do all these things just based on the tools um, that we have, the technology that we have, it's kind of made room for no excuses. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So when we do, when we sometimes take a step back and say, oh, I need help. I can't do this because I need this person, that person. It's like everything's there and it's free. Do you know what I mean? In the words of Gary V, like Google, like literally. Well, I'm, I'm dead, dead ass. It's a Google thing, you know what I mean? Um, like Photoshop, it's ten pound a month. They're, they're they're selling to you ten pound a month. Social social media, Instagram is ten pound a month. Everything's underpriced. All these things. So, salute to everybody who's actually doing that because there's a clear awareness of I can actually do this shit myself. And do it well, but there is going to be a point a let when you're trying to really level up to that next stage where you're going to mm. start picking people for teams and everything like that. But as of right now, as as everybody pushing for themselves and by themselves, I think you you don't require anyone. You don't require too many people. To be fair, trust like even yeah, I have to give it up to that point where you just said like prior to getting to that level of you know you need people, man. Like milk, milk it for this worth, like. If it wasn't for you, first of all, I wouldn't know who Gary Vee was. But I see oh, so me? much. Yeah, honestly, oh, like wow. I remember back in 2014-ish times or 15, I remember you tweeting something. I, 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 just, I thought, I'm not going to lie, I thought Gary Vee was this cocky guy. That I, just, <laughs> I couldn't resonate with, man. Like, yeah. honestly, this is something about, this is the beauty of, you know, social media. It's like, we perceive stuff, we prejudge people. But when we get to know them, it's like, man, there's so much I can learn from this person. And the yeah. value that it gives for free, Man, he said it himself, like, I'd rather have more people at my funeral than mm. people clap for me with. And it's just like, what do we stand for? And it's, it's an amazing era to live in, man, to be able to accomplish stuff, like you said, by ourselves. And just, there will be a time where, you know, God prepares us for, it's better to be ready for something than get everything and then you're not ready for it. So Yeah. Now that makes sense, you know what I mean? But what, also, what, like, what challenges have you, like, faced, you know, like, building your like your art career and everything mm. like that i feel like me personally it's gonna sound so what like people i'm not the one to be able to keep a job like i find it so hard to stick to a job like mm. i've had so university I, I say my life began after university so mm. whilst in university yes i accomplished stuff like which i set out myself to do you know pitching a music video idea to august alcina like 
by myself. Yes, I've tried yeah, you met him as well, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was yeah. whilst being in university, but mm. just being able to, you know, pitch a music video idea to in person, it's like six months. It took me six months. And once again, I was doing stuff. Every, like, creative aspect was by myself. I had connections to him through his UK um, people mm. and made connections with his um, friends always, um, in America. But more so, just like, it took me six months just to create. So I didn't even know what a music video treatment was. I just created a storyboard and had words, you know, to go with the storyboard. And it's like, I worked six months just to get a two-minute um, pitch. So mm. I thought I was going to be, you know, in a conference room, being yeah. able to speak to him from one end to another. But it turned out, you know, I'm in Coco in a narrow staircase. His security <laughs> guard's there with the torchlight and anything can kick off, it looks like. Yeah. And then I'm going through the storyboard and it's a bittersweet story. So I don't want to even get into too much when it's personal to his side, but he didn't like the aspect that I was coming from and I fully understand why. And it's just really? like, man. Now, because I see, I have to be very careful with what I say. So his music is very, you know, he's trans... If this day and age, everyone is vulnerable and everyone is transparent, but I'll be honest, man. He is the one that really kicked it off. Like, he's, he even says it, like, how open do I want to be in my music? Because... The more open I am, people can use it against me or whatever the case yeah. was. And it's just like, I think what I did kind of backfired on him because his music and his, you know, story is based on how he grew up. And a part of it was, you know, losing his brother. Mm. And there's a song called Other Side. And yeah. in a nutshell, it's just like, hope I see you on the other side. And it's, I kind of recreated, you know, I, it was, it's such a touchy, it had to do with, with his brother. So initially, all I did was visually come up with the words yeah without getting into too graphic like i had metaphors for the graphics yeah graphic scene where it got a little and that's where i realized man i can't you know just you know act like i know so he he mentioned like when we were in person he said like i i, I hate it when people are evasive i don't even know mm. what the word was and it's like oh like it's a private life as much as he's given it in his personal life I think it's up to him to decide mm. to want to, you know, lay it out or not. But he did take the storyboard with him. And the, you know, biggest achievement, if anything, I had from that was, you know, at the end, he said he took it from me. And then he was like, you know what? If I like the video effort, we'll just go shoot it. And mm. I was like, man, that accomplishment was so mm. sick. And I felt like I, we shot the video already, but, you know, I never heard back from him. But honestly, it's like he is going through so much in his life that I could, like, it's... Because he, he, I was on the red table talk as well. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think he's just you know someone who's really you know gone through the motions, and mm. you know gone through you know the trauma of his brother. You know, I mean, obviously looking after his nieces as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, go for it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So um, he lost his sister, um, sister-in-law as well. So mm. the wife to his brother. And he's just like, I don't understand. I personally, he has, I'm a Muslim, but mm. he has so much faith in God that is so unfathomable to me. Like, how is it that you have so much strength? And it's just, again, like what you're raised on, like the standards, the morals, the principles. And I, after, I didn't know, first time I met him, I didn't know who he was. I was like, man, I ain't got time to draw for you people. But some uh, gut instinct said, well, I got to lose. So I did it. Mm. I, I met him in person, you know, exchanged the drawing and then went back home and I, done my research and it's like man mm. he comes from a single parent home he has he said it like himself like this is where creatives can resonate he said you know we i didn't grow up in a dynasty i don't have like you know 
my father didn't, you know, leave something for me in order for me to pursue, you know, yeah. I'm 21 years old. I'm trying to figure this life out myself. So I, I have to stick into what I just see right now. So the drawing point from where he is in versus where I am, um, like for them, you know, touching the roads is, you know, the first instinct. Yeah. So, and for me, I can't say that, although, you know, coming from where I, where I come from, you know, everyone knows someone that knows someone that sells drugs or it can just be, you know, first degree of contact. But mm-hmm. I have, you know, what was I seen as DJ uh, wore a hood called, you know, never sold dope. And I thought that was the coolest mm-hmm. shit ever. Oh, sorry. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And mm-hmm. ever since then, I kind of took that as a pride where for me, like to tap into what I said earlier about not being able to stick to jobs. It's like, when I left university, I had the assumption and the intention of, you know how any profession, people, um, when people come out of university, the doctors, the engineers, they can only see, you know, I'm getting into my, of that profession job. Yeah. And life did a 180 on me. You know, after university, I found myself two days after, you know, working in the subway. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And I hear customers, you know, arguing like, yo, I'm trying to make your sandwich like, yeah, have some decency to, you know, <laughs> and it was like my first day. I, I left with like, the first week I couldn't take it and mm. then honestly just 14 jobs off like since university 2016 till now just worked like 14 jobs some people is that get over it. other people is that wow and I just when I go to jobs I'm mentally drained afterwards it's like I never yes you know Gary V is the first person to say you have 64 hours in a week and mm. it's just like but me personally I needed that I'm so my inspiration of the people like Chris Brown, when I, I remember seeing Chris Brown on a Ustream, and this is something, I want to get to that epitome level where I saw him, you know, paint in his living room wall over and over again. One painting yeah. done. He had the luxury to paint over again and do another one, another one. And the crib that he was living in was amazing. But more so, I saw it as like, he never looked stressed. He never looked like he had to worry about the bills. He, never, he just could focus on his passion. And mm. I just kept focusing on that as the epitome. I want to get to that. And I felt like all these jobs, even for me, the long, you'd think, me being an artist, you know, me being an illustrator, you'd think the illustration agencies, the art world would embrace me. Like they would, open, they would, they would embrace me with open arms. All I was getting, no's, no's, no's. And I was getting into, you know, offices uninvited. I'm like, no, you're going to get to know me. All these, um, what do you call it? The HR people, everyone I tried to get in contact with. And they're just like, I'm getting so much no's that I realized, you know, I, it took me a long while to realize I feel like God's telling me man look I created you a own path like you are going to tell your story rather than working for someone and build their story and build their empire and yeah. it's, it's bittersweet and more so just this is this is the key thing that I realized like we were never taught this in school I might you know not like the thought of working but who, who used to say like oh, we need money to survive and it's just I'm so fortunate and thankful enough to, you know, have you heard of, like, uh, what's it called? Because I know you read. Have you heard of the um, book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah, got that on my shelf right now. <laughs> That's it, bro. Like, honestly, when I even just heard that or even heard about the four-week cash flow, and it's that just opened my eyes just to know, like, my, yes, I need something stable, but the overall concept of, like, yo, there's four ways of making money. How do I become an investor? How do I become a business owner? So I can, you know, being a business owner, you know, creating systems, you know, standing for what, like, um, saving myself serious energy, time and money to be able to work on my passions. Like, that's where my mind is at right now. And it's just, 
I'm going to get there. It's just, you know, everything that I tap into is a skill set. So it may take longer than another skill set, but yeah. hopefully I didn't, you know. No, no, I definitely caught um, a lot of your points, you know, I mean, even grabbing from it, you know, um, you know, starting from the challenges from the August Alcina situation of understand really and truly understanding his story um you you, um showing homage that you you know love what he's doing loved his music but he also gave you a layer to him that maybe no other artists people who artists who meet artists will never get do you know i mean he said look this is me this is why i do what i do this is why i go what i go through and why i don't reveal what i reveal and you got that you got that moment you know i mean so that's that's even sick that you got that emotion out of him um, and through that, you know, you overcame, you did something different that made you understand how to storytell more efficiently. Mm, um, facts. And with work, um, you know, getting into a job and I've been there, trust me, <laughs> of working mm. somewhere where I'm just like, I ain't fucking doing so and swearing. I know what's going on right now, Ramadan. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going through, um, uh, through, through this whole situation and just working in front of people, getting people, um, uh, insulting me or being rude and that thing can trigger you off because you know your deep purpose of I want to change the world through That's my it. art and I think you know that is the burning desire that any creative goes through whilst working as a waiter working in retail these are the things that trigger you <laughs> do you know what I mean because That's you're in these spaces but when you get to a stage um, of maturity um, over time, you then realize, even from the books that we're reading, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you mm. know what I mean? Understanding levels of income and everything, we then realize, okay, cool. This is just um, one line of income that we just have to do for now because it pays our reality. So because it's paying our reality currently, we're just going to keep doing that, but we have to put in more hours into our passion. And once mm. we done, do that, then that replaces the job. And then we start looking at other streams of income to actually you know, push us to that um millionaire role so definitely um i get it as a whole you know 360 by just hearing exactly what you're saying and what you're going through now 100 percent, definitely agree with what you just said like being able to you know financially be in a place to you know pay the bills and everything it's definitely you know it's i feel like i look up to the people like steve harvey i don't know why i take people's advice i can resonate with them because i know where it's I don't want to even get too deep into it, but you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to go over the. Let's just well, kind of, listen. Go for it, bro. This is the expression. <laughs> Expressions nah. podcast is that where your eyes, you know, where all eyes and on right, where we just have to express and truly just say who inspires us and you know who who wants who we take to to push us to that ne- to that next level. Definitely, man. Like I remember, like. Steve Harvey, like, he's someone that I definitely just, like, take so much advice from. Mm-hmm. And there's something that he went through, and it just, I didn't take the advice back then. I'm not even taking it, but I just, I see, I resonate with he, he. I remember he quit his job because he made $50 from a stand-up, his first stand-up uh, comedy show. Mm-hmm. Everyone looked at him insane. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Quitting your job just because you made $50. And he was in tears saying, you don't understand, man. I found my purpose. I'm going to get to my destiny. And I feel like him being transparent now, it shows people, all right, cool. There's a point, there's a period of time I didn't tell you guys what I went through. He said he was homeless for three years. He said, you know, um, 
having to go for two marriages and just like losing it all. And then uh, there's, some, there's a saying, man, like rock bottom teaches you more than, you know, money or any like mm-hmm. possession okay. ever could like. Exactly. So I, I thought me going back to what I said about, you know, working for in jobs, it's like each one of the jobs definitely taught me something. And it's like, it's just tapping into ourselves when we're knowing, all right, cool. How can I make, because I know me personally, I'll be real as much as I'm passionate with my art, I just don't find the, because I know people come across still, man, I, I love your art, this, that. And at exhibitions, I'm here selling my art. And bro, when I tell you, I'm trying to sell a poster for five pounds, everyone looks at me like, whoa, that's a bit pricey, ain't it? <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, yo, five pounds for, like, I, I don't undersell myself to a point where, I just, I, a point I just want people to have the art and it's affordable. And I'm talking about the nice kid poster, bro. A3 size or A4 size, I try to send it for £5. Mm. I've made my fair share, but for the most part, now art is definitely not something I can, you know, see sustainable. But at the same time, it's definitely, you know, I, I'm, what just was, I can't make money from it, I'm not going to stop doing it. No, I just have to find other ways of making money. Mm. And that's where I feel like this part of my life where I'm at and everything's, Every, every single thing is a purpose, every single cry, every single tear that I dropped mm. for that deep prayer for me to be able to connect to God and tell him, look, this is how I'm feeling, man. I need, you know, X, X Y, and Z and working out. But here's the end goal. Mm. How do I get there? And mm. the best thing about all these people that, you know, the Steve Harvey's, the Bob Proctor's, the Gary Vee, something, you know, they say, you don't, don't worry about the how. It's just know that you can get there. And... There's so much I'm realizing about, you know, I, I don't, I'm not even the type to read, but just the people I'm surrounded by um, these days, you know, emotional intelligence. I would not, I remember when we started this podcast today, the first thing you said about mindset, how I can control you about. Mm. Honestly, if this was this time last year, I'd probably be insane. Like mm. everything that, that's going on, you know, outside of social media in my life, I wouldn't know how to handle it, but it's just how, what I'm going through and just to be able to, identify the issues, find the root problem, find solutions, um, never giving up, staying persistent, clarity, knowing what you want and why you want it and, you know, kill doubt. Yeah, no, 100% facts. And it's definitely, um, where was the point? I just literally had it. You know, it's like I literally had it, but then someone was playing Chris Brown in the background. I was like, this ain't, and it's ironic that we were talking about <laughs> and someone was playing Chris in, in the back. Um, but yeah, going back to the motivational aspect, you know, I think definitely you've looked at your whys more than anything on why you actually do this. Because, you know, a lot of people don't know why they actually do art. They just do it because, you know, oh, it's going to make me a little bit of money here or this and this and that. But when your why is like passionate and and greater than money i think that's phenomenal do you know what i mean um as to you know you selling your artwork at five i think bro you could go a little bit higher i know that you know what i'm saying <laughs> in terms of looking just... at just just where you where you see your your art at, do you know what i mean i would i'll easily look at that piece and be like i'm gonna charge people 40 pounds for that and just you know look dead in the eye 40 pounds because you know that's your work, that's your time and everything like that. There's no point. Obviously, we're trying to make art affordable, but yep. you got to have that same mindset of, let me, just, let me just price point it at a price where it's just like, yo, I've got costs to cover. 
And this is what I believe this piece is worth. Do you know what I mean? We're not Facts. saying, oh, go, go sell at two grand and be like, be a bit wild. But that's mm. if you've got the fan base to actually afford at two grand. But trust me, people can fork out 40 pounds. I'd say trust that. Me. Mm. And if you say 40 pounds and just make this very limited, I think that's very phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? But I think you got to, I'm going to DM you some books. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> will. That will help just trigger some awareness in terms of, sales you know what i mean because mm. um i don't think you should be selling your stuff at, at five pounds this is me just give me that trust like, me don't, like, don't do five pounds like, it, at all it, definitely definitely it was only uh, at a period where i was definitely working at the time mm. or like so it was just like extra income that i wanted to get mm. but even then like yeah five pounds is just like people spend that on a starbucks coffee like it's definitely it's there's no issue people don't want to but just uh, there's something that I want to tap into where, yes, this is what I was going to say. You know how we were talking about of, you know, person being of many hats? Yeah. I, I was so tapped into being an artist, you know, like I said, watching Chris Brown do the way he does what he does yeah. and living that abundance life. But he had music to cover, you know. Mm. He had, how many streams of income did he have that I'm aware of? Like, you yeah. know, as a musician, bro, like you're getting residual income left, right and center. Merchandise, singles, album, shows, PAs. Mm. So he was in that blessing, blessed place to, you know, do that. But all I cared about, I just saw Chris Brown being passionate and I transferred yeah. that energy into what I'm doing. So yeah. passionate what I do, but I never had that business mindset. I never mm. like, I feel like there's no real, the trial and errors teach you more than what schools can do, you know? Mm. Like, I'm so happy to, like I said, like, everything's going to make sense for me throughout. Like, it's just, yeah, man, just, how this is another thing where why you like if you ask me who do I look up to in terms of now like mm. when it comes to my brand and business and stuff art wise it's like man it is so unfortunate that it takes someone's death to realize what they were like their value so Nipsey Hussle I remember listening yeah. to you know one of his first songs Rose KK like back in 2013 Mm. It stood. It stood out to me, but I never followed. You know, along. I would. I could never sit here and say, you know, man, I've been a fan of um, Nipsey Hussle. But it came to a point where in 2018, I came across one of his interviews, and I was so tapped into the mindset that he had about, like, you know, doing X, Y, and Z by himself, having that business mindset as well as his vision. Like, when I tell you this, man, like, even when it comes to the Martin Luther Kings, people are buying into what you do like people mm. as much as you know they love the physical aspect more so you know people buy into what you believe yeah and that's and, just and, and a quote that you just uh, when you even saying that statement i can't remember where the quote's from but mm. um, it's something that i've always understood clear people buy into you before they buy into what you do exactly they don't buy into you <laughs> we ain't buying into what you do and exactly. those key aspects in terms of growth um, but you know what I'm, you know, I mean, I've known you for a minute and what I'm seeing is what I'm seeing and also hearing is the growth in understanding how you want to better yourself as an overall man and an overall businessman and as an artist as well, because you 100%. know, key aspects in order to execute at another level. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I think you, you taking your time. As I've always wondered, it's like, oh, how come I ain't putting out much work? What's going on? What's going on? But mm. I think you've taken a step back to understand, look, I want to take this thing serious and I actually want to, you know, make a living out of this. So I've got to take a step back and actually start learning. 
Do you know what I mean? Because I can run, run, run and draw all my life. But I need to know how to execute this thing much better. And that's, I, you should applaud yourself like heavily for that. Cause not many people would do, do that. People would want to run into gimmicks and do stuff for the gram and a run being viral, but you take a step back and actually educate yourself efficiently. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I take, I take that very serious. Do you know what I mean? And I mm. take anybody serious who actually does that. So to applaud yourself on that one because that's 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 phenomenal i appreciate it, man definitely like it's it's like i said i'm harsh on myself so i don't see that side but I, I, on the flip side though i definitely have to say this all the jobs you know the 14 jobs that i had mm. each one of them like the i remember being a street fundraiser mm. you know like i had no like these jobs that i get into i don't really have a choice other than damn i need the job i need to make money yeah so that job was like uh it was like scorching weather I had to put um, I had to have an umbrella in this heat and it's just crazy why I'm doing what I'm doing, just asking people X, Y, and Z. But the key thing that I took out from that job was the manager said, Sam, I appreciate your hard work, but you do not work effectively. <laughs> was it, it did was not it guys where you had to if you don't get the sale, you don't get commission, or is it commission based only? No, this one wasn't commission based. Okay. It was like a flat rate. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't even I've know. I've sorry to cut you. I've done one where they've just never given you a flat rate. They said if you don't get the commission, you don't get paid. So uh, you, mm, uh, yeah, so it's cut you one. Yeah, at least you got got paid on a flat rate basis. Yeah, uh, no, nah, man. I definitely know the feeling because I think I tapped into one of those ones that you were on. Like, yeah, yeah. But this one was like a knock on people's door thing, and I swear when I just I'm out here in neighborhoods, like going to, I didn't even get the job because I, I declined it, but mm. it just showed me like. When people are working, I met someone and it's crazy. He said, the love for money someone can have, like, but the, I don't know. I just found it so uncomfortable. Like, right, you, you'd, I don't even have to word it, but it was just, it didn't, it did not, like, align with my morals or integrity of how no, I stand. No, 100%, because, you know, it's like you, you see, you see companies who, or you meet companies that are just, so we have to get target. We have to get target. We have to make, oh. we have to make that. And because, you know, your, your spirit's not driven by the money aspect. Obviously you want to make money to feed your reality. Of course. But of course. If, it, if, it, if it screws with your morals and it screws with the fact that I'm not about this, so I'm not going to put that 100% effort because you lot are driven by money, not by a purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're working at Apple, for instance, in the early stages, you know what their purpose was. Their purpose was to change the perception of computers and creativity. And they did that well. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, if you're aligned with a company with a clear vision and a clear ethos, that will take it, it further. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I have to tap into what I, like, it's, I have to back what I just said. So mm. to, for the viewers, I want to give a visual aid of what I'm saying when it comes to, you know, like, I don't know if I may come across that I don't like making money or from these jobs, but initially I said, what did I say? Um, the, the morals, what they stand for. I'll be honest, one of my jobs, you know, working at Foot Asylum, bro. Yeah, you know I'm saying? Sense, bro. <laughs> when you're, bro, I worked in Wingstop, like there's bare places I work. Like, yeah. Wingstop, yeah, would have gave me the cholesterol because then they can eat chicken at Listen, ghost hours. The wings, oh my God. Oh, it's banging though. <laughs> And I was like, man, I'm trying to live a long life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But honestly, yeah, um, the foot asylum. So what they, 
what I tend to find their position to be was like, I don't think it's so, yeah, it going to be overall. Um, they just made me so prep protect, man. And I never understood it. <laughs> yeah. But then when I'm realizing like, okay, so I'm hearing, you know, little snippet news of like, all right, cool. So if you sell prep protect, the bonuses go to the manager. Yeah. Now, you know what? I have to be very careful, you know, because it's like a company thing. But honestly, just if that's what the case was, I, I personally, I, at the time, I didn't care if I sold Crep Protect or not, just because I knew what the morals were. So you want me to sell Crep Protect just so you can get a bonus? Nah, I ain't really on that. Like, yeah. but um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean by when it, came to, when it came to like morals and stuff. I just, certain places I knew just didn't align with me. Yeah, and you know what? It's again, it's another testament to you. You're not prepared to sell your your soul um, with anybody. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I and I back to your point where you say, you know, you don't want people to think that you don't like money. I think you, you you're aware of money and what it could do for you on a on a freedom basis, but you're also aware that look. I'm not going to do nothing that's just compromising my integrity all the time because for me, I have one life to live, and I have to mm. do it with purpose. And I choose that every time. Do you know what I mean? And some people won't choose that. Do you know what I mean? And you're a man of integrity, but you ha- you haven't compromised. You've now probably positioned yourself in a new position where okay, cool, I'm making money like this because of that. I'm doing Facts. art because of mm. this, and I'm living my life like this. And that's it, man. for you, that's your personal growth. That is your journey. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Zero. No one can take that away from you. Not 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 a soul, bro. So, you know, you, you're doing your thing. Definitely, man. That's that's all we can do. Like literally, just being aware of what we want. Like this is not even like yeah. For all the creatives out there, just finding it hard to you know tap into the root. It's just you gotta know what you want, why you want it. Most you know importantly. Because, you know, the why used to confuse me a lot. I used to tend to find, I wrote, you know, on a piece of paper what my why was, you know, to retire my mom, to build generational wealth, all mm. this. Then I realized, wait a minute, like, on a nine to five, it's going to be pretty hard to build generational wealth. But mm. um, even on an art basis, it's like, what is my why? Why am I doing it? Am I just doing it just so for it to look good? But initially, my why, I think when Will Smith said it, that's when it kicked in. Your why has to be greater than you. It has mm. to be greater than your family. You know, Will Smith's why was, you know, he wants, oh, it's from his film Collateral Damage, he said his why is to make sure he left the world better than he found it or something like that. Mm. And it's just that when you see that on a daily basis, you know you can't give up. You know you're going to have to, you know, roll 10 times stronger. Mm. And yeah, like, it's just, just going to, it's, it's a process, man. You can't skip, like, Gary V, all the great say, man, like, nothing's going to happen overnight. You have to, imagine living a life of just, highs 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 like you know what i'm saying it don't make no sense like there's so much character that is um, built through struggles through adversities and it's the blessing the two blessings is one you get to live through it and the number two one is you know you get to share your story with people that are going through you know Mm. situation that they think they can't overcome so Mm. yeah now i'm loving this conversation because you know obviously um you know, we're, we're trying to pinpoint it to art as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is, what we're doing is understanding the mindset, mindset of everything. And it's like a lot of the people who give me feedback always talk about the mindset. It's motivational. Um, mm. How, how we think as artists and everything like, cause you find the mellow artists, you fi- you find the artists who, you know, um, 
maybe just do it for clout um, and stuff like that. But, you know, now we're finding out, you know, what is the motivation behind what you do? Because again, mindset is everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer on mindset and how you, you know, operate with yourself um, for every stage of your life. Do you know what I mean? Um, Definitely. You know, looking at the likes of people, people should, whoever don't know already is that they know I'm Jordan obsessed and Kobe Bryant obsessed. Uh, you um, know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, yo, that is, it's almost like a killer instinct of just knowing I have to be great every single day. Wake up greatness, wake up greatness. Yo, if it means I'm waking up 5 a.m. to take a hundred shots and then people come in at seven to see me on my thousand shot, whatever, do you know what I mean? Like that, that obsession for self-improvement is something that I live by on a day-to-day. And I think a lot of artists are now knowing that they have to embrace um, this nature just to be not even like the, oh, I want to be the best, the number one artist, wherever it is, but to be the best version of themselves, they have to tap into something way different. You know what I mean? And finding, you know, that every day is, is so key. Like even me, like (laughs) I obsessively watch, um, you know, comebacks. Like I'll watch like um, a Liverpool three nil down or I'll watch, you know, um, LeBron James down in the series against Golden State because I just want to know, okay, cool, he was 3-1 down. Everyone's saying, no, 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 you can't do it. You can't do it. Now, out of nowhere, like, you find out your, you find out your realest self in these moments. That's you know literally. I mean? Everybody's truest forms are showing up in this, like, current climate of, you know, COVID-19 and stuff like that. Obviously, we've had, you know, deaths and everything like that, but... Mm. In terms of mindset of people who are actually still trying to pursue their dreams, we're seeing that. Do you know what I mean? We're seeing true work ethic. We're seeing people with great mindsets behind their work. We're seeing exactly what we truly are. Do you know what I mean? How far we're willing to go, how, how much we want to step up. Do you know what I mean? And I think you're locking into that mindset daily. Do you know what I mean? And even, you know, finding out more and more about yourself every single time, you know, you do stuff. Definitely. Like, honestly, it's, we, can have, we can have a chat about art all day long. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Within that hour, it's, I can go through your cat, hundreds of works that I've been through. Mm. But like um, you mentioned, like, it's all gravy, you know, the good stuff. But how is it that, like, I never intended, I never intended you know, the podcast to be this one. But it's like, mm. all right, cool. When it's not going right, do you give up? Or how, like, I want people to see, like, when you know I'm established, like boom, all right, cool, resistant. Yes, we know him. I, I wanna, I want the viewers to know, like you said, like you, I'm, I appreciate so much that you, you, you just given me a different perspective of like you watch, you know, the free meals, um, the matches that you know. How do people come back? And that's what I'm at in my personal life, literally right now. Like, are, are you aware of Inky Johnson by any chance, the football player? The NFL, I guess. So basically, he's yes, yes, got, yes, yes, yes. His arm basically got I don't know um, what's the word I'm looking for. Basically, just don't work anymore. Like yeah, I'm, I don't even know what the word is, but he said something that's just sticking with me right now is that at a time of adversity, that's where you find out where man stands. Yeah, and it's like it's all good. Like the art, yes, it's easy. We can do it. Us artists, creatives. We can do our work day and night, mm. but it's like, you know, 
we have to prepare ourselves for because no one saw this coming mm. i did not see this coming and you know but i definitely have to give a huge shout out to people that don't even feel like working on they're working on themselves rather than the work which is still mm. commendable applaudable oh, 100%. You, know, that's, you know what i'm saying like you definitely mentioned that and it's like as long as you're working on yourself man like everything will come at its due time a hundred percent and and it's like we we're we're in we're in a stage where it's character building yeah and you know what do we go back to how things were and how we were before before this were they the truest forms of our souls or were we just on this weird autopilot um where it was just like oh it's it's a routine right now it's just like uh, we almost feel like like me personally i almost feel like i'm in a different stride or a different frequency now Mm, Um, that's the word because the world's just a little bit slower do you know what I mean? And trust me, when the world becomes fast again, I, we will all be very different for good reasons as well. Yeah. Because we've, we've, the world has slowed down together. Because mm. before it was like, oh, I'm not too sure. I've got to figure out a time to get this, a time to get that. Everything we spoke about was time, 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 time. Giving time to make money. Time, 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 time. Now everything's shut. We have all the time in the world. Right now we're millionaires, bro, in time. This time is is a beautiful, it's a beautiful currency that we all have. Do you know what I mean? And if it's time for us to rest and understand self again um, for that next stage or for when the world becomes efficient again, I think everybody will be more prepared. Do you know what I mean? Even going back to you, um, I think now people will start looking at your art very differently now and actually appreciating it. from this perspective because of where your mind's at and because your storytelling because even you know looking at your work you put in you know tattoos on yourselves and stuff like that i mean um Mm. you know you were mentioning before i think uh, i don't know where i heard it or think i think you've told me personally where you just said i'm not allowed to have tattoos based on my culture so Mm. i put it on here do you know what i mean it's just like small like i wouldn't call it small stuff major stuff like that those are those are big stories you know what i mean and big concepts that you can actually expand on but you're a person who's looking to change the perception of what it is to be um bengali in this new era in this new stage you know what i mean and it's like if you're going to lead that generation i think bro you're equipping yourself very well for it that's it another thing i realized like like I just, it just, I mean, I kind of knew before, but I just to refresh my mind, like mm-hmm. maybe I'm going through all that I'm going through just so, you know, the next person that's coming, like they don't have to go through that. It's mm-hmm. like all the people that, you know, the trendsetters, whatever you want to call them, trailblazers. That's one thing I love about uni, you know, the mindset that they gave. Yeah. I mean, like what, uh, the amount of debt, I mean, yes, it's crazy, but mm-hmm. there's one thing that is priceless that I took from, you know, my lectures, they made me watch, you know, Dogtown and Zebra, so that's like a skateboarding. In a nutshell, they made me watch, you know, always kept my mind aware of trendsetters, you know, mm-hmm. and making the world better. So it's like they even came up with, they made us watch, you know, documentaries on Dyson. I'm thinking, what am I going to do with a damn Hoover? But it's like, no, watch how they, like, someone gets it as well, man. He said, like, you look around in the room, everything that you see, someone was, you know, sane enough to be like, you know what, 
that needs to be created. But then beside yep. them, someone said, you know, nah, man, you're crazy. That can never happen. You know, <laughs> a door handle. Like, no one thinks about these kind of things. And um, what I wanted to tap into, yeah. So this is going to tie into everything. Like, so you know how you said, why is it that you don't see Bengalis, you know, working on art as such? Mm. Mostly because majority of Bengalis are Muslims. Now, me being a Muslim, that's the whole point of the tattoo project. Like, it's going to sound controversial. My art career is going gonna to sound controversial to a lot of people. I'm mm. aware of that. I'm aware of, like, you know, what I'm doing. Mm. You know, so the tattoo, you know, like the tattoo project, you know, called My Tattoo Is My Story, the whole purpose, yes, I'm a Muslim. I'm not allowed to have tattoos. But, you know, if I could, what could I have on my body and why yeah. do I want it? So mm. just to tap into, you know, who I'm inspired by is, is definitely like the LA culture, the street culture. As much as, you know, I don't want to, you know, f- f- act like I'm one of the hood um, people, you know, mm. trying to, that clout stuff. No, no, the most, the, I'm intrigued by, you know, how every single gang member or street culture has, you know, tattoos, but they have a story to tell. Like each person is different from the next person and they can be in the sure. same territory. Yeah, so it's like sure. what I have on my chest, like that's this what I have on my chest. I don't even know if you know what I have on my chest on the tattoo piece on the portrait. This is gonna make sense. Everything in a nutshell, what we spoke about, it's gonna make sense. Mm. Nobody knows what I go through. That's what's stuck on my um chest. Yeah. So for me to go through everything, to some people it might seem like man, get a grip, or some people will be like, Okay, I understand what you're going through, because I'll be honest, it's in my room, stuck on my room, the portrait. I have family members, you know, my uncles come down to visit, you know, the house. They walk and they see the artwork and they don't bat an eye. They think, I've got nobody knows what I go through on my chest because it looks pretty. But it's that, no, like, my art, once again, it has a deeper meaning. Like, mm. But yeah, that, that, all that will be explained at the exhibitions and stuff. But yeah, definitely just wanted to, you know, tie in what you just said. Yeah, no, I think it's, um, again, bro, like, storytelling, purpose, mm. you know, changing um perceptions and i think you're a part you're you're a pioneer bro like and not many not many will try and go over the line to do that do you know what i mean and i think your bravery in itself you know speaks a lot about your character and what you're going to become as a man do i mean and as an artist because i'm i guarantee you is there's a young kid out there who's just like you right now thinking yo who who can i look up to that's like me and different you know what i mean and you know practice the same religion i mm. i have as well but you know we're just showcasing it in in yes. an art form so i think you know bro keep keep pushing because i think what you're doing is very important do you know what i mean mm. and you know i think you know i i brought you on here just to understand more on your why because you know i've seen mm. you know in your early stages you used to do like visuals with when you were speaking to the camera and actually, you know, speaking a message. And I was thinking, what, what is this guy really talking about? Like, what, <laughs> what, what, what is going on? Do you know what I mean? And just seeing it over and over again. And it's just like, he's really looking to push a, a different narrative. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to push a different narrative for, you know, artists in this, in, in, in this world, like where it's just like, it's not just highbrow, and white folk in suits with gray hairs mm. taking the art and selling it for high prices and being elitist. No, there's a, there's a different culture in here that, you know, that's cool. That's, that's, that's heavy and that that's different. You know what I mean? So, and even like with, with Africa right now, um, you know, looking at Nigeria, for instance, where I'm from, 
It's like they're yeah. embracing creativity at such a level. I'm like, this is like 15 years ago, you weren't even bad highly at this stuff. Yes. And now it's like they're so open to it and it's so beautiful to see. But that's just taking years and years of years of us just pushing the envelope, pushing the needle every single time. That's um, it. Artists like WizKid, Burner Boy, um, platforms like Art Lagos, um, KD, um, Wiley, who, you know, does work for Swiss Beats and stuff like that. It's just mm. stuff like that that's just opening doors. And, you know, I've, I 100% believe that, you know, um, Mangudi culture, Asian culture, they're going to see that, like, and that's going to be another renaissance period for, for, for you. Do you know what I mean? And I mm. think, bro, keep pushing. You know what I mean? Keep on pushing. Because that's, for me, it's like, I'm literally feeling that energy right now. It's like, bro, he can do it, bro. He can do it, you know? Definitely, man. Like, I just, it's, I have to, like, yeah, knowing why I do what I do, yeah, I just, like, it'll make sense why I say, you know, I'm inspired by the, you know, the likes of the Spike Lees, the John Singletons. Mm. They all had a story to share. And, you know, me, like, obviously me being, you know, from the uh, culture, religion, where I'm from, it's like, I just have to be aware. I'm, it's, it's a heavy load to carry, for sure. Mm. And I have to be so aware of what I do because I don't want to be, there's a, you know, borderline of, you know, other people's perception, which I'm yeah. not too worried about because I know deep down in my core what I do, why I do, and the reason for why I do it. Mm. So it's just, I just got to be, you know, long story short, me and God, I'm just trying to be on that level where, that reason where I, like, there's a reason, there's a deeper reason to why I do what I do and it's just not for, you know, Vance or just to be a rebel, if yeah. that makes sense. But yeah. Bro, let me tell you, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> and it, it, it's mm. just sick to see. And I definitely look forward to, you know, your next exhibition because I know it's going to be driven by something yes. greater than yourself. Do you I know see. what I mean? And you're going to inspire loads of young kids who think like you, do you know what I mean? Because you're inspiring me just by, you know, hearing the bravery in your voice and in your approach. And I'm, I'm definitely applauding you on that one. Bro, I appreciate every time, man. Like, I appreciate you. I don't even, I can't remember the pivotal moment of where we, you know, met. But, man, it, it's like, you, you can already tell, like, nothing happens by mistake. You don't mm. meet people by coincidence. And it's just... I'm blessed to, you know, have you in my life and just oh, you, love, definitely, even, even if you don't like, we don't meet every now and then, but you know, even off the social media or just like tweeting, I still get that, you know, I still learn from you. That's yeah. what I wanted to say. So definitely no, appreciate you, bro. It's, it's always love. Do you know what I mean? And it's, uh, I don't, uh, maybe, maybe cause you're one of the original originals who started, um, <laughs> you know, the, the art meets, so well, music, but now art meets culture journey. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just incredible to see the growth. And it's just like, I'm, I'm almost like, I want to say like, oh, I feel like a happy dad or some shit like that. It's <laughs> no, almost, but I definitely know what you seem like. Yeah, it's, it's, just, mm. it's just phenomenal to see the growth of everyone who's, who's, who's been on the platform. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy I've maintained phenomenal relationships over the years. And it's like, you know me already, it's like, I, I I don't act bougie in this. I literally just mm. have conversations in DM um, and just say, look, I hope you're still doing what you're doing. Hope you're still pursuing art. I'm super happy that, you know, you're not giving up or everybody else is not giving up. It's just showcasing that consistency um, throughout the years. You know what I mean? Even though we don't talk often, um, but, you know, <laughs> a like, a comment or, you know, me, <laughs> 
putting something on my story that's motivational, you know what I mean? Sharing that energy, do you know what I mean? That's all communication in itself, you know what I mean? That's it, man. That's literally it. Like, we might not, like, this is to the world, like, the frequency is always there, man. Like, just, just got to align with it, wherever you're pursuing. And you will come across the right people, man. That's for sure. A hundred percent. So, We've rambled. <laughs> I yeah, think this man. is going to be like a, a phenomenal motivational um, podcast um, with the elements of art in it. But for future artists coming up, you know, what would be like your three pieces of advice that you would give them? Number one, um, just so, you know, people that are going for longevity, you know, trying to create a brand or a story for themselves. Number one, you've got to know why you're doing it. You know, um, number two, have people from different walks of life around you. So you get that information, you get the, you're prepped, you're prepared for all angles, all angles of life. Facts. That's number two. And then number three, don't be afraid to just get your work out there. Cause your first work for the people that haven't even gotten anything out or it's been a long while since they haven't got anything out. Guarantee you people are more happy to see the development in your work than rather you just, you know, waiting for that perfect, you know, artwork to come out. And then like, there's never a better time than now. So mm -hmm. that's it. For sure. For sure, bro. Heavily appreciate you coming on, man. Heavily appreciate, appreciate you for having me, bro. It's, bro, it's, it's been like, a long time coming. So yeah, it's, man, it's been it's a very over. long time, but it's always great to, you know, hear the story so far. Um, of an artist, you know what I mean? We don't wait till like you're just on some esoteric level um, <laughs> where we just are, oh, let's interview him now because he's huge. It's like, no, let me check in with an artist who I've known for years and, you know, I know their passions and I want them to, you know, express that story. So thank you for sharing your story and, um, you know, your motivation about how what you do. So good, my bro. Yeah. It's so good. Anytime, man. Get where you. can we find you? My socials for my artwork, you know, if you want to see what I do, it's Art by Resistant. And then if you want to hear what I do, you know, on the Twitter, it's Art by Resistant. So mainly I, I'm, you know, using Instagram for everything, to be honest. Like Instagram, you'll get my updates on my exhibitions. You will see the preview works of what I do. You know, if you're lucky enough, you know, sometimes I just delete them. But honestly, yeah, Instagram is definitely the place for to catch me. So Art by Resistant. Epic, epic. Um, and are you selling any of your pieces right now? I do have the, you know, nice kids, you know, but people are going to have to DM me because for sure it was, that five pound was only for that day in it. So I hope people don't bombard yeah, me. Like, man, I thought you said the five pound. Yeah, listen, let me tell you something. He's, he's up in the price. He understands his value. So, you know, invest in, invest in him, um, you know, so he can bring more collections from our era our, our, our culture and everything like that. Do you know what I mean? He really supports and he really does his research. So invest. Yeah. You know I'm saying. All right, bro. Appreciate it, man. All right, love, love. Appreciations. Take care, bro. Stay blessed. Yes.